What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley, and welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. More people, more personalities, <laughs> more trucks, more problems, more breakdowns, more money, but at the same time, more expenses. So a lot of people, I'm a woman and and I'm in this small area and I'm a black woman at that and I'm younger. I already stand out. When we go on a job, we need to make a statement. My work ethic, as I told you in the beginning, I'm a monster. monster. Turn my mic up. For you. Take this. Yeah. Yeah, uh, on the road to the riches, life takes a toll like bridges, good friends become foes and snitches, better watch who knows in your business. All right, Hustle Fam, Hustle Fam, we are back, we are back with another amazing episode of Truck and Hustle. Today I have a very, very special show. I got a vet in the building today, y'all. I have Sarita Lockley, right? Sarita. Welcome to Truck and Hustle, first of all. Thank you for having me. Listen, I've been following your content, you know, on the low uh, for a long time. Just, just, just so you know, I've been checking you out, you know, watching your growth, watching what you're doing. You know, you're dope, man. So it's really, really an honor and a pleasure to have you on the show, you know, and I, and I know the Hustle family, they, they're going to get a lot of value from what you have to bring to the show today. So thank you so much. I appreciate that. Likewise. Now, Sarita is from VA, right? Two up, two down. Is that, yes. how, is that how y'all say it out there? Yes. Two up, what, two down. What, what, part of, what part of Virginia are you from, Sarita? 757, which is, you know, the Newport News, seven cities. Um, okay. I'm originally from Middlesex County, Virginia, which is a small rural town in Virginia country. But okay. uh, I moved to the 757 maybe about 13 years ago. So this is where I reside as of now. Okay, dope. So 757 is what? That's Portsmouth? This is seven cities. You got Portsmouth, Chesapeake, Newport News, Hampton, Suffolk, and Virginia Beach, and one other place. I don't know. Why? Why? <laughs> why, why, why? Every time I hear people rep the 757, like, why is, what What, what makes the 757 so popping? Everybody's like, 757, like, they throw that out there. What, what, I mean, you know, we're small, we're small, but at the same time, there's a lot of talent here. There's a lot of go-getters here, you okay. know, and <clears throat> we take pride in that, you know? So when we talk about Virginia, you know, we have people like Mike Vick, Pharrell, Pusha T, you know, um, Allen Iverson. We have those type of people here and it's a big deal when you make it coming from a small area like this. So we for take sure. pride in that. For sure. No doubt. No doubt. Now you've been in the trucking game for what, 10 years now? 10 years. I've been doing it on my own, but I've been in transportation since I was about 22, 2005. So, okay. I've been in it for about 15 years. Altogether. About 15 years, but you got started with Lady Lockley's trucking in 2010, correct? Absolutely. Yes. And that's, and that's your dump truck company, right? Yes. yes. And now more recently in 2019, you got in the box trucks also, right? Right. Actually it was this year, 2020 at the beginning of the year, I was like, I want to do something different. You know, I mean, I already do transportation, so let me just branch out a little bit. So I started the box truck business in at the beginning of 2020. 
Okay, dope. And you were also just recently featured on Amazon, which is dope. Reg- regular heroes, right? Yes, yes, yes. That's so dope. at the beginning of the year, it was crazy because they um they found me off Instagram and they were looking for, I guess, people who drive. And they didn't know that I owned the business. So I had hashtag trucker and apparently I did it at the right time. <laughs> and a, a young lady from New York seen it. She hit me in the DM and was like, hey, are you interested in being on a, on this show? And I thought it was, you know, I didn't think it was real in the beginning. Right, so right, right. I gave her my information anyway. And um, next thing you know, I'm having Zoom meetings. And next thing you know, the camera crew's at my house. And it was it was real. It was crazy. But yeah, dope, they dope, put dope. me on the show this year. We'll, we'll get back into that. So let's start from the beginning. Let's talk about... Let's go back 15 years, right? Or maybe right. a little bit before 15 years, before you got in the truck. And let's talk about your upbringing a little bit and, and, and how you got into this game. For, we know you're from Virginia, so mm-hmm. you, could, you could continue from there. Okay, so pretty much, um, you know, graduated from high school, 17. And I really wasn't with the whole school thing. You know, I, I'm, I'm good in the academics aspect of things, but I really didn't want to do that. So... Um, I lived and uh, at the age of 22, my dad, he drove uh, dump trucks as well. So he was really, we had a dump truck sitting in our yard. You know, I'm from a rural area. So he had this dump truck for years and years and years sitting there. So something just came to me was like, teach me how to drive that. So I told my dad to teach me how to drive it. And I really didn't like the way he taught me. So I decided (laughs) to go to school. Right. So in 2005, I went to a truck driving school and um, I got my license. So I started a trucking company when I was about 23 called Lockley's Trucking. And I used his truck. It was an older truck. You know, I really didn't know anything and it didn't go that well. It was a lesson learned. You know what I'm saying? So then after that, I went to school to get my uh, associate's degree because I needed something to fall back on. You know what I mean? So I'm already a hustler. So in my mind, I'm thinking I'm going to own a business one day. I just, I like to drive anyway. So it came natural. I just like to drive and I love, I love vehicles. So, um, so I went to school and I got my associate's degree and then my mom passed away at 24. So, you know, I was kind of doing my little thing, you know, um, I was doing what younger Go getters do, you know. What was you doing? What was you doing, Sarita? <laughs> what were you doing? Let's be transparent. What was you know, going on? I, you know, I grew up around a couple hustlers, you know, so okay. I had to learn a couple of things, you know what right. I mean? You was so making it do what it do. I was making it do what it do. <laughs> and um okay. so then when she passed away, that's when uh everything just changed. You know what I'm saying? I was like, all right, I can't do this anymore. You know, um, I have my associate's degree, I graduated, I did that, and I'm like, all right. 26 comes and uh, I had a couple of dollars saved up about about $26,000. And I was like, all right, I need to do something. Maybe I need to do this trucking thing again. And um, I called up a guy that gave me a shot in the beginning when I did Lockley's trucking. And um, I found him in a phone book in the beginning. I just looked in the phone book looking for work. I called this guy up and I, I hit him back up again at the age of 26. And I was like, hey, I'm trying to buy a truck um, how's the business looking? You know what I'm saying? I'm going to do this one more time. And, uh, next thing you know, he, he told me his friend had a truck at his house for sale. So I go and look at the truck and, um, it was purple and purple is my favorite color. Oh. So, and it was a Kenworth and Kenworths were like, 
let me let me rewind back. I worked for companies before right. I went to go get my own truck. I used to work for dump truck companies. Gotcha. So along the way, I was, you know, already manifesting that I was going to do this one day. Gotcha. So when I was driving for the companies, I used to see the Kenworth trucks and I was like, yo, that's going to be me one day. Like, I love those trucks. Right. No doubt. No so doubt. I go to look at this truck. It's purple. And not only is it purple, it's a Kenworth. So right then and there, I'm like, all right, this is destined to be, y'all. Here you go. Take it. So I just gave him the 20. I I gave him everything I had. You know what I'm Mm. saying? And I just jumped out there. I I went all in head first. So I just jumped out there, gave him everything I had, bought the truck, and just did what I did. You know, I already had experience from working for the companies. So it was kind of like I was learning as I was going as far as the maintenance on the trucks and stuff like that. But other than that, it kind of like fell into place and fell into place. So, you know, and, and when I think about that story, I just, you know, I give all praise to God because that's really the reason why I am where I am now. So no doubt. So, uh, so, okay. So when, when you transitioned and you bought that, you bought that truck, how did you get work? I mean, did you go back to some of the same like vendors and stuff that you, you know, going through with with your previous job? Like how'd that whole transition work? So I was already in the game, you know, I was driving for people and I was already setting myself up for work because I knew that I was going to do it one day. So um, it was kind of like word of mouth. I already knew people in the business and um, I just went up to the companies and hey, I'm Lady Lockley Strucker. What's up? (laughs) So I was already working for a couple of the companies that I eventually started working for straight through. So it was kind of like they already knew me a little bit because I was already in the game. and. and then once my name got out there and people noticed my work ethic, then it just started coming to me. You know what I mean? But I did put in a couple agreements with different contractors and stuff like that. And now they just call me on an as needed basis. And yeah, so it was kind of like word of mouth and people already knew me. So I was a little bit ahead of the game because I had already been in the industry working for companies and stuff like that. So. Got you. Getting in the game. What were some of the unexpected truck uh, struggles? I mean, you 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 had you put all your money into this truck, right? Twenty six thousand dollars. Talk about you know, because obviously you probably thought things were going to go a certain way. Tell me about like what really happened, like after you made that investment and you got into the game. So let me just tell you again, God is good. So I buy this truck, right? And I don't know what to expect. I'm like, oh my God, is it going to break down? What is going to happen? I have 26, it's gone. If it breaks down, what am I going to do? You know what I'm saying? So so I knew how to drive, right? I knew how to drive. I knew the, the, the basic things to do as far as the maintenance of the truck, but I didn't know that you put rear end fluid in a, in a rear end. I didn't know any of that. Right. So, you know, as I started, well, first of all, when I got my first check, Okay, everything's good. Nothing happened. Next check, everything's good. Nothing happened. Next thing you know, I got a couple thousand in the bank. Okay, if something happens, I'm good now. All right, all right, I'm good. I'm good. I might have to change a couple tires. We are here live at OTR Solutions HQ. I'm here with my partner, Jonathan. Man, listen, factoring is an integral part of the transportation industry. Why is factoring important? Absolutely, Ramel. In this economy, in this market, cash flow is king. Cash flow is the key to growth. If you have a young trucking company or if you've been in the industry for years and you want to take that business to the next level, we're absolutely a company that can help. So I hope you'll give us a call today. Let us know what we can do to help you out. Get the rest and roll with the best. Let's go. Fix a couple lights. and But one day, I remember it vividly. 
The rear end went out. <laughs> I'm like, I called the guy I'm working for. I'm like, hey, this truck is not moving. What is going on? You know, I'm panicking. Don't know what's going on. So he's like, it's your rear end. So right. I'm like, my rear end, you know, what is that? So right. then I go, and he's like, you got, I'm like, oh, you got to put oil in that. Oh, okay. So that expensive breakdown, which probably was about $3,500, it taught me a lesson. So as I was spending money and just being around people and listening and paying attention and knowing my truck, I started gaining the knowledge of what to do and what not to do. So in the beginning, it was more of a maintenance thing for me because I didn't, you know, I was just afraid that the engine was going to go out and, oh my God, how am I going to do that? You know what I mean? So, and it was a used truck at the time it was a 2000 and I bought it in 2010. So with trucks, that's not really that old, but it's not new either. You know what I mean? So um, my basic struggle probably in the beginning was learning the truck, you know, mm. um, the maintenance and things like that on the truck. But other than that, um, getting the work was easy. It was crazy because I was getting so much work. They were like, we need a truck tonight. I was like, yep, I'm there. We need a truck today. Yep, I'm there. We right. need a truck again tonight. Yep, I'm there. I right, like right. I didn't turn down anything. I wasn't turning down nothing. So right. in the beginning, I was like really hustling. hustling. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like to the point to where I was hallucinating. Like I was going in. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And then I, I, I made a method. I'm like, all right, I could do four doubles, no, four days straight, and then I got to take a nap. Okay. And then after that, I'm going again. So, okay. you know, I was I pretty much built the foundation and I was hungry. You know what I mean? I was hungry and um, and I wanted to make my mother proud. So everything I was doing, I was just going. I was going head first. You know, I already had the the hustler ambition to do it anyway. So I just right. turned that into this. And now I'm here. Got you. And you said you said you had a couple of trucks by this time, right? You said you had three trucks because you said the first one was OK. Second one was OK. The third one was the one that gave you the problem. No, 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 right? no, no, no. So in the beginning, honestly, I didn't even think that I was going to get another truck. You know, okay. I'm thinking I'm OK. I'm living a comfortable life. I'm going from working at AutoZone to owning a trucking business. You know what right. I'm saying? So going from making $9 an hour to $65 an hour, that was a huge <laughs> jump. That was right. a huge jump. Right. So I'm like, okay. So then, you know, as I'm growing, I'm like, all right, well, maybe I could get another truck, you know, and um, maybe I could hire a driver. But right. I never once envisioned me having 13 trucks and 13 employees. I never envisioned that. But as I was, you know, going along the way and 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 people just hyping me up, next thing you know, I had 13 trucks, 15 employees, and you know, I was there. Although right, I'm right, downsized right. now, but I did have 13 trucks. Got you. So get getting started, how did you like figure out pricing and and, and what to charge and, and that type of stuff? So they were giving me prices on what they were paying me. Right. Okay. So I'm like, okay, maybe this is the going price. You know what I mean? And, and what was that at that time? Do you remember? Um, actually, the rates really haven't gone up. Like talking about it, but I was from from my size truck. I had a quad axle. I started off with a quad axle, which that is a good if you want to get in the dump truck business. A quad axle, depending on your location, because in different states is different. You know, they use different trucks. So in Virginia, a quad axle is like a safe. It's a safe truck to buy. You know what I mean? You could get work by the hour. You could get work by the load. So quad axle is really what you want. But um, I forgot the question. What was the question? 
I was saying, how, how did you know, like, like what rates to charge? You were saying basically how they kind of just get, they dictated the rates to you. Right. So right. How, how did you know what was fair? What, you know, if, if you were getting cheated, if you should charge more, you could do it for less. Like, how did you figure all that out in the beginning? Because a lot so of times that's people struggle because they don't know, you know, you're getting right. into it. It's like, okay, what do I charge for this, this, this mm-hmm. service? So a lot of companies, they already have the rates set for you. So, you know, if you're on a job hauling some asphalt and they're like, hey, we're going to pay this truck $70 an hour. Pretty much that's what you're working for, $70 an hour. You know what I mean? Um, Now, if you wanted to bid on your own project and, you know, you could put whatever you want to put down. You know, if you want to charge $75 an hour for your quad axle, then that's what you do. But nine times out of ten, if you're working for these companies, they already have the rates, um, the rates set. And uh, everybody pretty much pays the same. Somebody might pay a couple dollars more to get more trucks in or something like that. But um, a lot of the times these companies have the rate set depending on the job. So they'll 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 have the rate set. And like I said, if you're going for the job yourself, then you just take with what's the going rate and, you know, come up with your own rate pretty much. Got you. So what, what what's the what's the going rate now for a quad for, axle for quad axle? Probably about. Between seventy and eighty dollars an hour. Okay, so uh, that's that's a decent little range, though. So yeah. why such a big range, seventy to eighty? What 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 makes a difference in that ten dollars an hour? Well, you know, you got brokers, so they want to eat. You know what okay. I mean? So so you might have a job that's paying seventy eight dollars an hour, and they might take three percent. You know, you might have a job that's paying eighty dollars an hour. They might give you the whole eighty. So it just depends on who you're working for, how much their, you know, how much their brokerage fee is, and and things of that sort. Got you. What do you do to minimize your expenses, expenses to increase your profits? I get in the truck. <laughs> mm, I get in okay. the truck. That's okay. another thing. If you want to own this type of business, I tell anybody, if you want to own this type of business, be qualified and certified because you want to be in charge of your business. You know what I'm saying? Because if Joe Blow calls out, you don't want that truck to sit and these people looking at your business like they're not performing as they should. You want to be able to go jump in that truck, get the job done and not worry about if Joe Blow calls out or not. So a lot of the times I'm getting in the truck. I tell people all the time, I don't mind getting in the truck as long as the outcome is income. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> right, 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 I don't right, mind right. getting in the truck. So right. I'll get in the truck. I'll... um. I'll buy a lot of the parts and I hire people that I know to do my maintenance work. So I have a couple of people that know how to work on trucks. And instead of me taking it to the shop and paying $150 an hour, I'm going to pay Charles $75 an hour. You know what I'm saying? Um, And he does better than the people at the shop, you know? So a lot of the times I'll outsource my work to my maintenance work to people that I know. Um, I keep a lot of that stuff in stock. Instead of me having, you know, if you're out on the road somewhere, you want an extra tire on your truck. You know, um, you don't want to get banged in the head and and you got the stuff yourself, you know, so little things like that can help you out. Um, I try to get on jobs to where I don't use a lot of fuel. You know what I'm saying? I love hourly jobs. Give me all the hourly work. I want it. I I want all the hourly work, you know? Right, right. Um, A lot of people think, which you got to use common sense. I might be on a job that's $55 an hour, but if I'm only burning $35 worth of fuel the whole day, I'm sitting, why not go on that job? But you'll take a job for $70 an hour and burn $150 a day. Like, you know, make it make sense. Right. So, 
you know, just common sense stuff like that. Um, What's the alternative to hourly? To what? Hourly? To hourly job. You said you love hourly jobs. What would be the alternative to that? Because you can take your time. Mm. You don't have to run up and down the road like you're crazy. Because when drivers think, oh, we on a load job, they're thinking, I'm going to get this money. Next thing you know, you got an accident because you're trying to rush. You know what I mean? And 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 instead of just taking your time, we, we're getting paid by the hour. You don't have to burn as much fuel. You can chill. It's, it's just simple. You know, right. instead of running up and down the road like you're crazy <laughs> to get to get, you know, because they think they're going to uh, uh, beat world records anyway, which you're not. You right. get a certain amount of loads a day. I don't care how fast you go. You know, this is what you're going to get a day. You know what I mean? Right. So I just like the hourly work because you can take your time. And I've had multiple accidents. You know what I mean? And I don't have time for that at this point. So <laughs> hourly you. work, take your time. You know, I love it. The mo- most opportunities are, are hourly, though, right? They're, you usually pay like an hourly wage. Well, you have both. You have uh, work by the load and hour. You okay, know, but me personally, I like hourly. You know, some people might like the load because you can make a little bit more on the load. But like I said, you're burning more fuel, you're going faster, more wear and tear on the truck. You know what I mean? So gotcha. hourly, you're not really dogging your truck out as you would on a job on a job that's paying by the load. So, so for the load, they're charging you by the they're they're, they're you're billing by the the weight. Yeah, you can bill by the yard is by the yard or the ton. Okay. So certain trucks can take a certain amount of yards on the truck. Certain trucks can take a certain amount of tons on the truck, you know, like a quad axle. And it depends state by state, you know, because in Georgia, they run tandems and their tandems could probably take what our quad axles can take. It just depends on the regulations in the state as well. Um, Florida, they run triaxles. You know what I mean? Um, Ohio, they run all different sizes like here in Virginia. So each state, you know, the truck setups are different the the regulations as far as how much weight you can take is different so it just depends on what state you're in got you how long did it take you to scale up to 13 trucks 13 trucks when did i have 13 trucks i probably had 13 trucks about two years ago okay so that's 2018 17 18 yeah about 2017 i think it was 2017 so roughly about seven, 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 eight years or so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so, so talk to me about that as you build, as you build your company, uh, now you're employing people. T- talk to me about that, you know, transitioning into not only a driver and, you know, uh, operating your own vehicle, but now, you, now you're a boss. Now you employ people. Tell me, tell me about that. Oh man. So more people, more personalities, <laughs> more trucks, more problems, more breakdowns. More money, but at the same time, more expenses, more, you know, uh, more issues with the trucks, uh, drivers, you're dealing with these drivers and their personalities. Um, it was it was fun and it was exciting. And, and I amazed myself by getting 13 trucks. But once I got up there and I mean, I'm one person, so I was like a rubber band. You know what I mean? And I was right. like, uh, I don't know if I want this many trucks, you know, and I was having work for the trucks every day. But then I had to find more drivers. And if you own a trucking company, everybody know how it is when you're trying to employ people. It could be a hassle, you know, because you have to make sure their insurance. I mean, their driving record is cool. They can drive. They have to pass drug tests and all this stuff. So it became a hassle for me. 
And um, I mean, I operated at that amount for probably about two, two and a half years. And I know I could do it. But at the same time, again, I'm one person and I'm a one woman operation. You know, I had at the time my ex-girlfriend, she was helping me out. But that was like on the back end paperwork part of things. And as far as being out there, sometimes I have to drive. Sometimes I will have to, you know, I got to make sure the trucks are straight. You know, sometimes drivers, they slack on pre-trips and it was just driving me crazy. Honestly, I mean, mm. it, it was fun. And I know at that at this point, I know my capability. Like I could own a hundred trucks if right. I wanted to, but right. the question is, do I want to? You know what I mean? Um, so it, it was like a I I taught myself that okay, Sarita, you can do, you can have a hundred trucks, but you know, uh, with everything that comes with it, right? That's just not my lane. You know what I mean? I don't want that. I know I can do it, and that's enough for me, but. Um, if you have a team, don't get me wrong. If you have a team, then by all means, if that's what you want to do, then that's cool. But at that time it was like a one woman show and I'm only Mm. one person, you know what I mean? Mm. So I had to scale back a little bit. So now I'm transitioning my business, you know, and, and doing other things, you know what I mean? At this point. Got you. What was your methodology for like as you built your fleet, like like financing? Did you purchase your trucks outright? How did you build your fleet fi- financially? What what was your structure in, in doing that? So in the beginning, my first truck, which I just sold probably a month ago, that's my baby. That's the vet. That's the I purple one. The, yeah, that's the purple one. I paid why you why you sell the purple one? You should have put that on like Mount Rushmore <laughs> or something like that, should've, man. I should have. I should have. <laughs> but I was like, man. You know, it's it's 2020. It's looking crazy. Give me that right. money back. Let me get that money. <laughs> Let me get that money. You can have this truck. But how much were you able to? How much were you able to sell it for? Man, it's the crazy thing now. Since we on truck and hustle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Give paid it to 25. Me. It's gone already, so it don't even matter. Honey, twenty five thousand for the truck, and I sold it for what did I get for the truck? Oh my god, thirty nine. I, I got thirty nine. What? <laughs> So, so out of 10 what? years, you know, Yo. I, I made what a, a $14,000 profit. And Yo, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a flip. Time, that's a flip. Yeah. At the time the trucks were down, you know yeah. what I mean? So now that truck is, the value is up. So right, I got right, right. out of it, but I redid the engine and everything. That was 20,000. So, you know. I mean, I got my money back. In other yeah, words. yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you didn't, you didn't lose out, which is yeah. most important, and yeah. it made you money. So ultimately, you, you in the, you in the green. Win, win. A hundred percent, win, win. <laughs> All right, but continue. So, 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 talk to me about that because you see people scaling with these trucks so fast. So a, a lot of. Times people often wonder, like, how are they purchasing all these trucks? Like, what's going on? Tell us a little bit about that. Give us some insight into that. All right. So again, like I said, I bought my first truck cash. All right. Then I worked it, told you I was working like I was crazy. Second truck, I bought it cash. All right. So then I'm like, you know, I've always been a woman who values credit. You know, I learned that at a young age. I've seen people around me struggle. My mother struggled, needed a co-signer. You know what I mean? And I always told myself, I'm not going to be that person. I don't want to ask anybody for anything. I don't want to be that person. So people along, you know, people in my life, I started learning things as far as credit. So I was like, you know what? I'm trying to have, I'm trying to walk into place and, and look like I just hopped out of bed and you have no choice, but to give me this because my credit <laughs> is going to speak for itself. Right. You know what I mean? So third truck, um, I just was buying these trucks cash in the beginning. And in 2015, I decided 
I never in my life thought I could buy a brand new truck, right? So I was like, let me just try it. And at that point, I had been in business for five years. And, um, you know, I pretty much made my made a name for myself. So I went to the dealership and they were pretty familiar with me because I already had Kim Worth and I already was in there buying parts. So they know me. I had a relationship with them. And um, I was like, let me just try it. And I right. went in there. I was like, I seen this truck on the lot. And this other guy that I know that's in business, he had he had uh, built the truck and it was for him. But he had got sick. So I seen the truck on a lot and they were like, it's for him. But I don't think he's going to get it. So I'm like, I want that truck. You know what I mean? It was a $194,000 truck. I was like, $194,000? I don't know if I'm trying to get this truck. You know what I mean? Right, right, I, right. I, I don't know. Y'all going to give me this. So I talked to the salesperson and he's like, all right, we're going to run your credit. Do this, do that, do this, do that. So I had to show them like, you know, uh, I had to give them names of the people I was working for to let them know that, you know, I have income coming in. So um, gave him the names of the people I was working for. And then he was like, all right, you could get this truck at this rate, blah, 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 put $20,000 down. I was like, all right, 20,000. They want to see, okay, let's see if you can put this 20 G's down. Then we can right. talk. Right. So I gave him the 20,000. Next thing you know, I'm rolling off the lot with a $194,000 truck. So mm. then after that, which by the way, that truck is almost paid for it too. And I can't believe it. You know what I mean? So then after that, I started getting happy feet. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, I can get a truck. Ooh, right now, now I can bring in, you know, better quality drivers. They're going to want to drive new trucks. Right. I was like, oh, I want another one. And then they're like, hey, you want another one? All right, we'll move in. <laughs> so then I'm like, yeah, give me another one. So then I bought another one. And then that time I, I, I put a little less down. You know what I mean? So they're like, OK, now we're building a relationship. Now we can trust this lady. You know what I mean? Next thing you know, oh, I want another one, you know, and I and I get another one. Next time I don't have to put anything down. I'm like, whoa, OK, give me another one. <laughs> Let me yeah, get you trucks one. now. Take it, take it. Yeah, take yeah, it. yeah. Trucks for you. Give them all to it. <laughs> so then I'm like, you know, then after a point, I'm like, all right, stop. I don't want any more trucks. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people think more trucks, more money. That's not true. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's not true because these trucks are three thousand dollars a month. You know what I mean? And when the when the pandemic hit, when the work slow up you still paying that $3,000 a month, you know? So I, in the beginning I had happy feet and then I was like, you know what? All right, maybe I need to slow it up a little bit. And then, you know, I start slowing it up. So when I see people get, not saying that it's, I mean, do you, you know what I mean? But I had the happy feet in the beginning and then I just scaled back a little bit. Like, wait a minute, these bills, you know, you still have to I don't want to be underwater at the same time. Like, yeah, I know I can get it, you know, but you got to make it make sense. And a lot of times, a lot of people, they'll buy a new truck and they will um, work it for a little bit and then they'll trade it in to get another truck, a newer truck. And then they'll work it for a little bit and they're trading it because that right there, when you do that, that like, you know, it kind of cuts down on your maintenance costs because now you're having newer equipment. So mm. they'll just still take a new truck trade that in. They're working for a little bit. So technically you're really never paying these trucks off. You know what I mean? You're just upgrading your equipment to where you really don't have to worry about the maintenance and you have the warranties or whatever the case may be. But at this point I have five new trucks. So 
um, and one older truck. So right now I'm only operating six. I went from 13 to six. So, but as far as getting it, make sure your credit is good. Have a little money to put down. They'll give you whatever. I mean, and if you have like a working, like if you have people to references, you know, they'll, they'll give you a truck. That's, that's easy. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. So in, 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 in hindsight, uh, use versus new, what, 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 what's, what's worked better for you all around? If, if you look at the whole pic, big picture. Well, if it was just me, if I was an owner, I was just me, I would say used and not too old though, not too old, but because now you don't have to, it's more profit for you at the, because if you know what you're doing while you're driving that truck, the truck is not really going to break down like that. If you're, you know, your truck, you know what I mean? So, and that's more profit for you because you don't have to worry about that $3,000 payment. Now, a lot of people say either you have a $3,000 payment or you're going to have maintenance, you know what <laughs> right. I mean? but it just, but it just depends on, because those $3,000 trucks also have maintenance. So don't let that, don't let that fool you because right. there are, you do have breakdowns with these new trucks. You still got to do tires, brakes, slack adjusters, whatever the case may be, you still have maintenance. But it's not as much and you have a little warranty with it. But if you know what you're doing and you're in that truck and you're driving a good used truck to me would make more sense because at the end of the day is more profit. You could pay it off quicker and then you could start seeing your money rolling. You know what I'm saying? But if you're dealing with drivers, nothing is my drivers. We needed to make the world go around. But if right. you're dealing with drivers, you're probably going to want a newer truck because Drivers are not going to take care of that truck as you would. You know what I'm saying? If you have an older truck, they're going to beat it up. If you have a newer truck, it's kind of hard to get broken versus a newer truck. So if it's just you as an owner operator, I would say a good used truck. But a lot of people, you just have to know what you're buying. Like the first truck I bought, like I said, it was destined for me. It did great. I never had to go on the engine for 10 years. You know what I'm saying? I just had to go on the engine 2020. And that truck was like, it was meant for me. You know what I mean? So mm. thank God, nothing really major happened to that truck. But a lot of people can buy some BS too. So you really just have to know what you're looking at and what you're looking for when you purchase these vehicles, because you can get got real quick. What, what would you say is a good used truck as far as specs, like as far as uh, age, uh, mileage, what, what would be considered good used truck? I mean, anything under 500,000 miles, especially if the engine hasn't been, you know, because these trucks, you need overhauls. You you need overhauls on these trucks. So if it's had an overhaul and they can show the paperwork, cool, buy it if it's over 500,000 miles. If it's under 5,000 miles, if it's like four, then you know, okay, let me save up some money because I'm going to need to go on this engine some way, somehow, soon. But I mean, it's 2020. So I would say like a 20, anything over a 2013. Um, some people don't like the whole DEF system. You know, with the newer trucks, you have the DEF system. Some people like the older trucks, the mechanical engine trucks, you know. So it just depends on how much you know about these trucks. But me, I could get a 2010 and be just fine. You know what I mean? Because I know, and it's a mechanical engine and it's a lot easier to work on versus this new computerized stuff. You know, a lot of people really don't like to deal with that type of stuff, but I mean, anything 2010 to 2020 is good. And like I said, it just depends on who you get the truck from. If it's been well taken care of, then even if it's under 2010, I say go for it, but just know what you're looking for when you're buying this stuff, because a lot of people, they, you know, just make sure you're buying from somebody 
who is knowledgeable of trucks pretty got much. Got you. How do you find that kind of that kind of dealer? Well, um, again, word of mouth. A lot of people like me, I sell trucks sometimes and but I keep up with my trucks. You know what I mean? I have receipts to show you like this is what I did. This is what it is. You know, you just don't want to buy from Joe Blow who got a truck, just got in the game. And, <laughs> and, and he like, man, it didn't go the way I expected here. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, right. you might be buying anything, but right. uh, a lot of dealers, a lot. Of, I mean, some auctions are good. Um, sometimes you have auctions and you can find a good truck. Um like I say, if you've been, if you're in the business and, you know, like I follow people on Instagram, I know somebody, I know who would take care of their trucks good. And if they're selling one, I'm like, okay, I trust this person. Mm. I'll, I'll buy a truck from them, you know, and just pretty much word of mouth and dealers and, you know, um, auctions and stuff like that. Got you. So professionally as a businesswoman, what, what, what have you, what have you done and what do you do now to make your business stand out? What have I done? So um, I have bid on a couple of projects in in the area, in uh, Newport News, Hampton, and Yorktown, which we call that pe- the peninsula of the 757. That's the peninsula. Okay. So what I try to do is I try to, my work ethic, as I told you in the beginning, I'm a monster. Like I can get out there and run circles, right? Mm. So when people see that, People talk, you know, that word of mouth, people talk. So they see that I keep my trucks up. I keep my trucks clean. I keep my trucks, you know, um, I like for them to look a certain type of way. So when people see Lady Lockley go down the street, they're going to see a clean truck. I like to hire people who have the same uh, ambition as me. Um, I like to hire people, you know, I like to hire a certain type of person, you know what I mean? To represent, because at the end of the day, they're representing my company. So I like to hire a certain type of person. And um, when we go on a job, I like for it, for them to be professional. I want you to be as I would be, you know what I mean? And do the job. You know what I mean? A lot of people, they're waiting to kick you off the job. You know? <laughs> they're waiting to kick you off the job. Do the job. Do the job right. Do the job right. efficiently. Don't right. be out there lollygagging. Do the job. Right. And like I said, so, so a lot of people, I'm a woman and, and I'm in this small area and I'm a black woman at that and I'm younger. So I already stand out. Okay. So when we go on a job, we need to make a statement. All right. Yeah. I need you to make a statement. So I like for their work ethic to be as mine. Like I said, I, I try to, you know, come on the job with decent equipment because people are looking at your equipment as well. They don't want no j- truck, 1990 truck on a job that's leaking oil and the hood's falling apart. They don't want to see that. You know what right. I mean? So I like to present decent equipment. And um, and so when we go on a job, you know, we, we make a statement and then they're like, OK, we want her back. We want her back. We want her back. We want her back. So next thing you know, I'm bidding on projects. And I was like, let me just try it. You know, I got certified in 2014, I believe. Actually, you know, I just, it was a bid for Newport News, the city. Okay. It was a bid coming up and I'm like. Certified as what? Let's, let's be specific. So I'm DBE, Disadvantaged Business Enterprise. And um, pretty much uh, a lot of these jobs, they have to have DBE firms on the job. So 
I'm woman, African-American, two times DBE. So a lot of times if, you know, if you, if you have a big project going on, they have to put you on a job. So mm. why not get certified? <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no doubt. Yeah. So, and also they get paid more for, for choosing those type of firms. So it's a win-win for both of us. Okay. But so my first, my first bid was the city of Newport news. I just, I mean, I bid a little low. So I, I learned, I learned something out of that, but at the same time I got the bid. Right. Okay. But I did bid low, but that's okay. You know, I learned something. So I got the city of Newport news contract. That was my first major contract that I got. And after that, you just couldn't tell me nothing after that. <laughs> what, what, what was that? What was that contract for? So Anytime the city of Newport News need hauling, they have to call Lady Lockley's Trucking. Mm. So um, pretty much, I mean, it's chill, though. It's like okay. you do a lot. It's hourly and chill. Like, I is, like is, is there a term on that contract? Right. So there's a six-year term. Okay. So every year is renewable. And, you know, and the, the firm before me, prior to me, they, they didn't do too good. So mm. if I had known that, I would have upped the price a little right, because right. they bid on a they bid on a project as well. Mm. So, and I was trying to work that company actually, and they were like, "Ah, uh-uh, we don't want this company on a job whatsoever." Wow. And if I had known that, I would have upped the price a little bit. But you know, you learn, you live, and you learn. So, um, I did get the contract, and I am you know proving my point. So I think they're pretty satisfied with what we're doing. But that no was doubt. my first contract, though. Okay, so we have more coming, right? We have more. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> so then the city Wait, of Hampton. there's more. Wait, so there's, there's the city more. city of Hampton, which is okay. right next door, right? Like literally 10 minutes away. They need hauling for their city. So I'm like, let me just try it. Next thing you know, Lady Lockley's trucking again. <laughs> no I'm like, oh my God. Okay, okay. But it's not a, it's not like a everyday, everyday, uh, a bit a everyday project. It's like as needed. But at the end of the day, it's security because when you need a truck, you have to call me. You know what mm. I mean? So it's not an everyday thing, but I do hold those contracts. Got and you. then the city of Yorktown, which is literally 10 minutes away, I have that contract as well. So when they need hauling, they have to call Lady Lockley's trucking too. Dope, so dope. the whole peninsula, my name is on that. No Pretty doubt. Cool. No doubt. That's, that's, that's dope. That's dope. So yeah. did, did after the first one, did these other opportunities kind of come to you or did you kind of have to go out no. there and find these opportunities? Yeah, I had to find them. So we get like solicitations to our emails because we are certified. So we get these solicitations to our emails and, you know, I just go for the bid. I just follow through and the guy with the lowest price wins as long as you can perform effectively. Right. You can have the lowest price, but if your references are good and, you know, they feel that eh, we don't really like this firm like that, they will cut you short. But I've been, you know, we've been pretty much following through so far. So, but every bit, every contract does have a term on it. Got you. How did you know that you bid too low? Oh, I know I bid too low. <laughs> <laughs> but but why, why, why do you say that? I mean, I like what, 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 like what happened to let you know, like, oh man, like what was that moment where you was like, damn, I should have been hit a little bit more. Like what happened to well, did you see somebody a, else's numbers or what happened? Yeah. So they have okay. a bid opening. So they're like, okay, bids are due tomorrow, December 7th. We're going to have a bid opening. They're, they're due at two o'clock. We're going to have a bid opening at three o'clock. Come here. 
So I come in there, I go in there and they're opening up the biz and they're like, blase, blah, trucking, $50 an hour, blah, 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 blah. So then they're like, lady, likely trucking, $50 an hour, blah, 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 blah. But then the company that I was going against, the guy that they didn't want, he bid two times, two different companies. I'm like, okay. oh, he's a slickster. <laughs> so they, <laughs> like, okay, he's a slickster. Okay. Right, right, right. So he bid two different times, two different companies. I didn't know that at the time. Mm. I'm like, okay. Is that, is that is that ethical? Are you allowed to do that? I don't think you are, but you know how it goes. But okay. uh, I'm like, okay, okay. Oh, he's a slickster. Right. So then he put in two bids. I'm like, okay. So then I still ended up coming because he had the bid prior to me and I know what he was paying prior to me. So I'm like, all right, I know what he's going to put in. You know what right. I'm saying? He's going to put in around this price. I have to come cheaper than him because he had old trucks. I'm talking about nineties oil leaking. You know what I mean? So I'm like, <laughs> he don't care. He don't right. care. He's right. going to be low. These trucks are paid for 10 times. He don't care. So I'm right. like, all right. I'm going to have to come in a little bit lower. So next thing you know, I came in low and, uh, but I didn't know they didn't want him. So I'm like, damn. Mm, so I that's what it was. If you didn't know yeah. that you, you had, you had right. more, more ball in your court at that point. Uh-huh. Okay. Got uh-huh. you. Got you. Got you. Got you. Yeah. That That's crazy. All right. Um, what, what you said earlier um, that they're waiting to kick you out of there. What are some things that you could do to get you kicked off of a contract? No, I mean like jobs. Jo- jobs, period. Yeah, jobs. You say they're waiting to kick you out of here. Talk to I me mean, about you that. Have, you have, on these construction jobs, I mean, you have people that are crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> you have people, they're alcoholics. Some of them are on drugs and, you know, some of them are prejudiced. And they're just like, somebody might have a bad day one day. You know, it's a lot of people out there. You could be doing asphalt. It's 100 degrees outside. You're in the truck. AC rolling, music on. They're outside sweating like slaves. You know what I mean? And they're, and they're just mad for no reason. <laughs> they're just mad. So they're just waiting on you to mess up. So they could be like, we don't want them on the job anymore. You know, they're just, they're just like that. You know, some people, some right. people are like that on these jobs and they just ride around in their pickup trucks. It's like an overseer kind of, for mm. real. So they're just like waiting and looking, you know, and, and, and I mean, there's a lot of African-American owner operators, you know what I mean? So sometimes, you know, you have jealousy, you have whatever, and they just, sometimes they might even make up stuff for you, you know what I mean? Or you might have other owner operators who might be jealous or hating it, and they just be like, hey, I seen that truck at the store, you know what right. I'm saying? It's a lot of right. chatty patty stuff going on in this, in this business. So you just got to stay on your A game and, and keep it moving. That's all. No doubt. No doubt. Okay. So you scaled all the way up to 13 trucks. Now you said you scaled back. You're down to five, right? Five dump trucks, six six dump trucks. So what'd you do? Sell the other six, seven? Yeah. Sold them. Okay. Okay, cool. So now you get into the box truck game. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. Why? So 2020, I wanted to do something different. You know, um, I don't like to put all my eggs in one basket first and foremost. So I did the box truck thing. I'm hearing people talking about it, box truck, box truck. And, you know, um, so I get the box truck and I'm like, it was hard getting work. I'm like, where is the work? You know, and <laughs> like nobody wanted to talk about it. Nobody wanted to give you information. I'm like, all right, you know, I'm cool with that. I'll go find it myself. So um, this lady from Richmond, 
Virginia. She did help me out. And I appreciate that because a lot of people don't like to talk about things. You know what I mean? For some reason, they're afraid you're going to get above them or whatever the case may be. But anyway, lady from Richmond, she gave me some information and um, I got on with this company. But there is a very big difference from owning a dump truck a company to owning a box truck company as far as the money aspect of things. There's definitely a difference. So it's a lot different from what, I, from what I'm used to. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, I mean, and then again, if Joe Blow calls out, I have to get in the truck. And I've come to find out, I don't really like, you know, I would do it, but it's more of labor work for me versus the dump trucks. But it is a little different, and I am creating opportunities for other people who don't have CDLs to work. You know what I mean? So it's really like just a little supplemental income for me. Um, and I wanted to do something different, like I said, and um, just wanted to see what it was about. And uh, one of my guys that I work with, he's a mechanic as well. He sold me the truck, and I was able to give one of my family members a job. And um We've been rocking with it. You know, it's definitely a difference between the dump trucks and the box truck, but I'm just going to keep on going with it. And uh, but the job that the company I was working for, they didn't really pay too good. You know what I mean? So I'm in the middle of transitioning to another company now, but it's it's different, you know. Okay. Okay. So you cut you. So you're not really fine. So you have that company finding all the loads for you. Are you doing like OTR? Are you doing local jobs? Like, what are you doing with the box truck? Well, the company I was working for, they were just um, delivering to uh, medical uh, places like nursing okay. homes and, and hospitals and stuff like that. And that's how I was able to even be showcased on a regular hero show mm. because we were going into these places and, you know, and we were pretty much essential. You know, we were delivering medical supplies into these places. And um, so that's what I was doing with that. And um, now I'm just trying to get on with the, you know, the Amazon thing. But in the beginning, I was just hauling for this company, um, going into these nursing homes and hospitals and doctor's offices, delivering medical supplies. That's what I was doing. Got you. Got you. Talk about being an entrepreneur. What, 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 talk, talk about entrepreneurship. What does it mean to you? Um, do you, uh, do you suggest other people become entrepreneurs? What, what's your thoughts on entrepreneurship? Entrepreneurship is something that's in you. It has to be in you. Um, <clears throat> it's not for the weak. It's definitely not for the weak. Um, you have to be a leader. You have to be able to work under pressure. Um, like I said, it's it's in you. You know, uh, it's not anything that I feel that if you're a hustler, you're an entrepreneur. You know, if you're you know, if you could sell something, you're an entrepreneur, you know, you just have to tap into that. Um, it's like, for me, it's in me, you know, it's nothing that I learned. I didn't go to school and learn how to be an entrepreneur. It's a spirit that's already, it was in me from the beginning. Um, I've always been a leader. I've always had this go-getter mentality and, you know, I turned that into this, uh, a more professional way of doing it. And um, like I said, I've been doing it for 10 years, but I've been doing it for a long time, before gotcha. 10 years. Gotcha. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, um, I take it serious. I 
you know, I like to be professional when it's time to be professional. Um, I'm in it for the long haul. This is not just a, you know, let me get a couple dollars and quit. I'm in this forever. Um, what I'm doing is honestly, my passion is not anything that, you know, somebody sold me a story or a, a, a picture and I'm like, oh, I want to do it. You know, oh, that sounds like I can make some money. No, I'm doing this because I used to ride around with my friends just driving to DC or driving here, driving there, because I love driving and listening to music. So I turned that into, let me drive and get paid for it. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like I took something I already love doing and just maximized off of it, you know? And I really do this because this is, I feel like this is my, my calling, honestly, and not only just the trucking thing, but also to give people opportunity. You know what I mean? I love giving people opportunity, especially people, you know, a lot of truck drivers, some of them been in jail, some of them are on drugs, some of them, you know, they, they come from rough backgrounds. And I want to be that person because my brother's in jail for 30 years. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I want to be that person to be able to, you know, give people opportunities who most people would decline. You know what I mean? So it's bigger than just, oh, yeah, she owns blah, blah, blah trucks and she's getting money because it's not really about that. Like I make money, but I'm not a millionaire. You know what I mean? Um, I'm I'm comfortable, um, but it's more of a, for me, it's more of a, you know, I know where I come from. So it, it's more of a, a, I'm able to give opportunities now. Somebody can look at my story and see what I've been through and be like, yo, I can do it too. You know what I mean? So it's more, it's a passion for me, for real, for real. So I take it serious. You know, I take it serious. Um, I mean, in whatever I do. So, you know, entrepreneurship to me, like I said, is is it has to be in you. And um, you know, it's just, I don't know. I just feel like it's in me and I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And it, like I said, it's bigger than just, you know, I took that. And with the TV thing, the regular heroes, I was able to share a little bit of my story and be motivation. I feel like I'm a motivator to people. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm here to encourage people. You know what I mean? Because this won't easy. You know what I mean? This was like <laughs> this started. I started working at the age of what, 15. And I, I saved up all my money. And at 26 and 11 months, I started a business. So look at that. That was like, what, 16 years it took me? You know, in order for me to figure out, OK, this is what I'm going to do. So people think it comes overnight. It doesn't come overnight. You have to put the work into it. If you want to take it serious, you have to really take it serious. You have to you know, I feel like I eat, breathe and sleep trucks. You know what I mean? And that's why right now I'm at a point. It's 10 years. I'm 10 years in the game this year. And right now I'm at a point to where I'm, I'm more focused on peace because, like I said, it's been a one woman show. So mm. I'm more focused on peace now and I'm at a comfortable level to where I can do different things within my business. You know what I'm saying? I can transition my dump truck business into something else, you know, like more on the consulting side now or, you know, whatever have you. But I definitely take what I do serious. And, you know, I also sponsored a uh, youth league basketball team in my hometown. 
Um, I used to play basketball ever since I was five years old and uh, I played in high school and everything. And I used to play on this youth league basketball team in my hometown. Like I said, I'm from a rural area. Right. So, you know, for me being Lady Lockley to coming from that, you know, it's like I'm like a hometown celebrity. You know what I mean? <laughs> so so they look at me like, yeah, she's from yeah, where yeah, I'm right. from. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I took my business. Because you have different businesses out there in the country and you can sponsor basketball teams. So I have a little basketball team called Lady called uh, Lady Lockley's Trucking Basketball Team. They have purple jerseys. And oh. I bought them all the first year I sponsored them. I bought them all a pair of uh, Kyrie Irvins, I think. I don't even know. But some okay. basketball shoes. And, you know, when I played, nobody ever did that. They never bought us basketball shoes. So. I bought them all basketball shoes. I sponsored the team. And, you know, that's something they will never forget. They're like, okay, you know, I just want to be somebody that you can look up to and be like, because I didn't have that, you know? Right. I right. had it, but they weren't anybody to really look up to, you know what I mean? Right. So that's my purpose. That's my goal is just to motivate people and, you know, show people it can be done. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. Have you ever felt like quitting? <sighs> Hell yeah. Every day. T- 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 <laughs> tell me about a day that really stands out where you were like, you know what? I'm done with this, man. I'm, All right. I'm look. So so I had this driver. He, he's working at night. <laughs> he might watch this. But anyway, <laughs> I have it. He might listen. So I have this driver. He was working at night one night and um, I was knocked out, knocked out. So he called me in the middle of the night. I didn't see the phone call. So I woke up. It was like seven in the morning. I call him back. I'm like, what's up? He took like 15 minutes to tell me what the real deal was, right? So he goes, he's telling me, yeah, so last night I was working, blah, blah, blah. He goes down the road with the bed up in the air. Next thing you know, overpass come. Boom, hits the overpass. Bed flies off the truck. Truck now looks like a semi-truck, okay? And, but he was okay, thank God. He was okay. Thank God. But at that point, I was like, man... I'm done. You know what I'm saying? Like the bed fly off the truck and thank God nobody was out there. It was like two, three in the morning, but you know, just things like that. It, it'll, it'll make you want to quit. You know what I'm right. saying? Or an engine goes out $20,000, man, I'm done. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I had a driver just 2019 last year. He was like one of the best drivers I ever had. He goes, gets in an accident he had he had a stroke while driving and he was okay i talked to him afterwards and um he was like i i was really close to him i used to go to, i used to let him keep the truck at his home and everything i mean he was really cool cool dude right. and he goes to the hospital then he has another stroke in the hospital and he dies and i'm like oh my god oh wow know. yeah and that really like hit me like i was a little depressed for like a whole week two weeks straight and you know just different things like As being an entrepreneur, you're not, especially somebody who employs people, you're not just dealing with you. You're dealing with these people and their issues and your trucks and your issues. And then you have your own personal life. You know what I'm saying? So you, like I said, it's not for the week. You have to be able to balance everything. You know what I'm saying? So it's definitely, you know, it's definitely interesting for sure. Mm, Yeah. A a, a few minutes ago, you mentioned um, getting into consulting. Uh, talk to me a little bit about that. Why are you interested in consulting and, 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 and just kind of expound on that a little bit for me. So I'm interested in consulting because, you know, like I said, I've been in the game for a little while. I'm a little seasoned and, (laughs) you know, I have people hitting me up all the time, asking me questions. 
And, you know, I, and I feel like I'm a person that can give you some legible advice on, you know, what to do, especially in the uh, trucking industry. Um, and so I want to, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm scaling back from the 13 trucks to six and it allowed me to have more What's time on? to, you know, do different things. So at this point, you know, I feel like I could give back, give knowledge and, 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 and allow somebody else to, to, to flourish, you know? So that's kind of where I'm in the direction that I'm going. And I also want to get into the whole broker thing. I, I already do it. I've been doing it for years now, but on a bigger scale, you know, and I'm going to be to where a lot of people don't like doing invoices and things of that. So I'll have things in place to where we can get your invoices done for you. We can dispatch the work for you and things like that. And that's kind of the direction that I'm going. But at the same time, like I said, I still have the dump. I'm I'm forever going to do the dump trucks because that's my passion. You know, even if I, even if, even if one day I only have one truck, I'm going to be in that truck because I love (laughs) what I do. I love what I do. It's not just, you know, it's not just, let me just send you out there and make a couple of dollars. I really like driving, you know, like I would get in there. If, if I could only get in and drive and not do anything else, I would do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like, you know, I want to get into that part because I feel like I do have a lot of knowledge to give. And I feel like I am a solid person. I feel like people would, you know, listen and, and take heed if they want to take it to the next level. No doubt. Y'all hear that? If, if y'all want to get into this game, man, holla at Sarita. Lockley, she's been doing it. She ain't new to this. She true to this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> for sure, for sure. All right, so we're about to wrap up the show. We've been rocking for a second. This show has been dope. Everything that I imagined it would be. Thank you so much, first of all, for, for joining me. Um, but before we go, two things. We have to, number one, get your final thought, right? We always end with the final thought. And then lastly, we have to let everybody know in the Hustle Fam where they can reach out to you, where they can connect with you directly. So let's start with that final thought. It's on you. So my final thought is, you know, if you if you have a dream um, and, and it's your passion, go for it. Don't let anybody talk you out of it. Don't let any negative energy get in the way of what you want to do. And um, just go for what you want to do, man, because the sky is limitless. And um, you can find me at Lady Lockley's Trucking. You can also find me at Team Lock Logistics on Instagram. And um, yeah. So there you have it, Hustle Fam. Sarita Lockley, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate it. It's been dope. This has been one for the ages. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Hustle Fam, if you smell something burning, it's only your desire. You know the deal. We out. If you like what you heard, it's only going to get better. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a comment. Let us know what you want to learn or hear more about. Till next time, love is love. Truck and hustle.